Hey folks, it's Marvin Cash, the host of the Articulate Fly, and we're back with another East Tennessee Fishing Report with Ellis Ward. Ellis, how you doing? I'm doing well, Marv. How are you? As always, I'm just trying to stay out of trouble. And, uh, you know, I think people in the southeast are getting optimistic that uh, they didn't get any snow today and that, you know, maybe spring's going to be here pretty soon. Yeah, I think, like I said this time last year, it's just we're waving goodbye to 30s. No, we still got we still got some some threats and um, low temps at night, but um, yeah, you said your red buds are starting to just peak a little bit, and I noticed this last week up on the French Broad. It's still totally barren, but you you look around and it's just there's. The trees just have it. They're not totally skeletons. They, they're they starting to have sort of a little bit more shape to them. And got buds forming on the magnolia out back. And yeah, it's, it, it's a good reminder, you know, for anyone that still feels like it's winter. I know January and February can be kind of tough for a lot of people. Um, this is the time of year where I'm out fishing, especially in the Watauga, just, just looking under rocks in certain zones. And it's, it's rocks that I'll look at in August that have a couple tiny little bugs that you, that you squint, you can see them. And some rocks are just, there's nothing. And you look at them now and the next month, there's, Daisy chains of caddis forming off of each other all over the rock, coming off the sides of it. You know, there's, it's just full of life and ready to pop. So cool time of year to sort of prepare, but also just reflect on some of the Last few years of the spring season, and um, I feel we always say it, but there's like every few weeks there's something else, and so it, it's not like oh, you know, this this thing's getting ready to go. I'm excited for this thing. It's just you know, spring, summer, dry fly fishing, fishing late, mousing. It's a whole different, whole different vibe. And yeah, I'm excited for it. I'm excited for the next month. They musky fishing before they spawn and post spawn browns and um, definitely a few days of some pre spawn smallies. Tents starting to change a little bit, get down the lake, uh, get out there with. My buddy John on some of the colder days over the winter. And I mean, it's just the, the luck's low. It starts to raise. It's this, this area is just constantly moving and eight balls of shad are always doing one thing or another. And the fish that eat them are, are close behind. So yeah, it's not much changing, I'd say, in the next couple of weeks. But, um, 
the the current program of Muskie and and post on Browns and um and start to get buggier days too. That's all can't get enough of that stuff. And then uh when that starts to quiet down, a bunch of other stuff eating up. Yeah. And I know you're uh taking full advantage of the extra thirty to forty minutes of uh sunlight you're getting at the end of the day too, right? Oh my God. When when it starts to when I see the sun setting, which I think I qualify as I can still see stuff. When it's twilight after six, that's when I can really I'm like, all right, we're we're almost there. And then when that twilight starts to creep into six thirty, and then I think about the spring forward. Oh man. Yes. <laughs> much taken in. Yeah. And I uh, got a question for you from Jeremy. Uh, he's also looking forward because he wants to get your thoughts on your favorite topwater uh, flies for late spring and early summer. Yeah. So we'll start with my favorite topwater event, which is striper and, and lake run browns smashing shad so honestly one of the better flies for that is fishing a gurgler like a saltwater gurgler sounds kind of weird and and if you're tying them you know tying them pretty small um I'm I'm going to qualify mice as top water as well. That's going to be very much another one. And I think you know not not necessarily as much you know a focal point for the Watauga and the South Holston, but I remember fishing Spring Creeks and just really low light and you know fishing towards the get dark 839 and and fishing you know bigger mayflies and the, the 14 to 16 those are giants compared to what we have on the tailwater most of the year but i couldn't see it when the fish were really going in that spinner fall and so like i do now with like an 18 leading a 24 because you can't see the 24 I started throwing hoppers on as kind of my cider a couple feet in front of a dry fly and they started eating the hopper. And so I realized that I could get away with fishing really big bugs, um, you know, for, for mayfly hatches. And, and really at that point, it's just the feed the feeds on. So start going big and, and you know, and on the hopper front, it really whatever whatever your comfort, whatever your confidence pattern is, Chubby's and um and Charlie Boyer, two of my favorites. And then for the cicada, which will have a couple different zones in this area, uh, we did not get them on the tailwaters outside of a very select 
section of the Wataga. They weren't on the South Olson. They weren't down the lake. Kind of a bummer for carp. But um, I think one of the best cicada patterns is one that Matt Riley ties. And uh, my buddy Morgan had turned me onto it a number of years ago. I, I think it's a Chuck Craft, just a cork bug. And it's it's pretty simple looking piece of cork painted on um, you know leg semi optional, but um yeah it's great pattern kind of kind of uh, you get the mousy you can bomb it and then there's a big splat and and wait for it to get blown up on I'll stop there. Yeah, well, it's funny, you know, those um, those cork bugs, you know, I, I guess it was this summer I saw actually a dead annual cicada rolled over, and I was like, holy cow, it looks exactly like one of the cork bugs with those legs painted on the bottom. Yeah, those things are, the annuals are, they're, they're big meals. So when you see some of these cork bugs that look like do people know what a silver dollar looked like? It, um, like it's bit, almost as big as a Vienna sausage, right? Sure. I mean, yeah, it, they look they look big. And then if if you, you know, it's always a good idea to pop rocks over. But if you're hearing those noises, that cicada weed whacker engine. And you just pull off the river, or if you're waiting, you know, look up in the trees, they're big. Yeah, 100%. By the way, that uh, Vienna sausage was my setup to ask you for your favorite vape flavor uh, late winter. Oh, uh, yeah. I like the uh, the Frank's Red Hot Infused Cocktail Weenie. Warm thumbs up on a cold winter day. Yeah, that with some uh, strawberry pop tarts and some gas station coffee, and you're ready to go. Yep. Yep. Well, you know, folks, we love questions at the Articulate Fly. You can email them to us or DM us on social media, whatever's easiest for you. And uh, if I use your question, I will send you some Articulate Fly swag, or you're going to hear a drawing for some cool stuff from Ellis at the end of the season. And uh, Ellis, before I let you go, you want to let folks know where they can find you, um, if you've got an impending bucktail drop, all that kind of good stuff. Yeah, ellisworkflies.com. And I'll tell you, a couple, there's some drunks and some musky bugs up there for sale as well. Uh, Bucktail will, I'm guessing, in the next week or two. Um, they're already in dry. It's just a matter of getting things sorted and, and uploading it to the site. So. I'll give folks a heads up. This will be the last push of a lot of the grade one and two and kind of the typical color schemes, tan, yellows, olives. And um, yeah, uh, Instagram is Ellis, Ellis Ward Guides, and that's way to. Ask about tropes or flies or bucktail, 
text or call me at 513-543-0019. Yeah, well, there you go. And don't forget, folks, that, uh, you know, we've been building out our Patreon community, The Articulate Fly, and there are two tiers that'll let you support the show and also support Alice and get some pretty good deals. One's a discount on Bucktown. The other is a $100 a year annual guide credit. So you should check that out. There's a link in the show notes. And, uh, you know, at least in the Southeast, we're in this kind of optimistic period where we think we may be out of the woods on the wintertime. I mean, Ellis isn't going to buy a snow shovel, so we hope it doesn't snow. <laughs> and, uh, you know, if you can get out and fish, you should. But, you know, there are also plenty of fly fishing shows. And, um, you know, if you got a bad weather day, it's never a horrible thing to uh, drink your favorite adult beverage and tie a few flies. Tight lines, everybody. Tight lines, Ellis. Thanks, Marv. <laughs>